Beloved, you knew that these kids were a headache when you got them. Any excuse not to continue trusting God in our life. Why are we not having the blessings and the peace during this time in our life? Now, what is, what is the Passover? That's a time where we as believers, notice I said we as believers, not just our Jewish brothers and sisters, amen? But we all as believers need to remember the time that God delivered the people of Israel from slavery in Egypt. Why? Because Egypt represents bondage. Anybody else in here realize that you have been delivered from bondage by God? You may not have been one of the people that was walking around in Egypt at the time, but you too have been, you and I both have been delivered from the bondage of sin. That is, if we have made Jesus Christ Lord of our life through confession of our faith and belief in our heart, we have been delivered from sin. So that's why we recognize and honor the Passover. Because this is when God delivered his people. This is when the plagues were taking place on the land. And guess what? God said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to allow you all to be harmed. I'm going to protect you and save you. And the plagues will pass over your door. They will skip your house. Amen. Anybody been in a situation where a car was coming towards you and it didn't hit you, it hit the car around you? Amen. God allowed death to pass over you and not touch you or your family. Amen. God has allowed destruction to not come upon you that has come upon people around you. Amen. There's so many times in our life where God has protected us from danger seen and unseen. Amen. So we owe it to God to honor him and to recognize what he has done. Why? Because these are sacred times that God has moved upon the land and, on the, and in the lives of his people. What is Palm Sunday? Many churches all over the place, we're throwing up Palm Sunday gifts on Facebook and social media, and everybody's walking around talking about it's Palm Sunday, it's Palm Sunday. What is that? It's the beginning of Holy Week, where we commemorate the life of Jesus right before he went through the cross as he was leading up to the resurrection. And guess what? He had to go to the cross in order to get to the resurrection. So during this week, we are commemorating that. We're remembering what Jesus did for each one of us. If he had not done that, there would be no opportunity for salvation. So that is why we recognize that and we commemorate that. We remember that. We honor Jesus, who is the Lord of the Sabbath. 
who is the Passover lamb, who is the great I am, the first and the last. He's our God. He's our Messiah. He's our Savior, Yeshua. This is why we honor him. These are sacred times in our world, in our faith. So why during these most sacred times is our world not receiving peace or the blessings that God has for us, that he is destined for us? The reason is because we've taken our focus off of God. We have forgotten who he is. See, God set these sacred times in place and told us to remember, to do this in remembrance of me. Because God knew how flaky we as people are. We're flaky. You ever do something really nice for someone, and then a few months go by, and then all of a sudden they don't know your name or they don't need you anymore? They've forgotten you were the same person that was down in the gutter with them when they were broke, busted, and disgusted and didn't know what they were going to do with their life. And then now that they didn't come up, as we say, they have forgotten who you were. See, that's how we do God sometimes. God will deliver, deliver us from sickness and disease. And then when everything is well... We act like we can't worship no more. God will give us a job, and then when it comes time for the paycheck, we act like we forgot how to tithe, how to sow. Some people act like they can't even pay their bills, right, because they have forgotten what they said to the Lord when they were on their knees. God, if you just bless me with this, I'll honor you. I'll give my tithes, my offering. I'll pay these bills. I'll get myself out of debt. I'll be a good steward. And then time they get their check, they at the mall. See, sometimes we forget the goodness of God and the things that God has done for us. So God set aside sacred times for us to honor him and remember what he's done for us. Good Friday. Coming up next, fr uh, next Friday will be Good Friday. What we call in the church, Good Friday. Why do we call it Good Friday? Some of us have come up in the church for years and don't know, well, why do we talk about this, that, and that? Why do we talk about Passover? Why do we talk about Palm Sunday? Why Good Friday? Why Resurrection Day or Easter? Uh-oh, there's that word, Easter. Why do we do that? Next Friday will be Good Friday. We commemorate Jesus' suffering and his death on the cross for us. For us. He did it for you and me. That's why we honor God on Good Friday. And that's why we remember it. Good Friday. And then Resurrection Day next Sunday. Some people call it Easter. Some people have debates on whether or not we should say Easter versus Resurrection Day. Some people say, well, let's just honor God every day. Yes, we should honor God every day. We definitely are required to honor God every single day that he gives us life and breath. 
But Resurrection Day is the day that we celebrate Jesus' resurrection from the dead, according to the Gospels. It's the third day after his crucifixion. And so these are sacred days and sacred times that we ought to remember what God has done for us, that we are to celebrate and worship God for who he is and what he has done. Some of you out there on your birthday, you say birthday is my birthday month. Some people get so, they say my birthday month. I'm going to celebrate God for the entire month. I'm going to celebrate my birthday. (laughs) Some people refuse to go to work on their birthday. Oh, that's my birthday. I'm not working today. Or birthday week or birthday weekend. Some people do birthday weekends. Why? Because that's the day you were born. So if we can celebrate your birthday, If we can't celebrate your life, why do we have a problem remembering what God has done for us and for his people? We need to honor God. What is affecting our peace, our ability to receive the blessings of shalom and keep the peace that Jesus left for us? We will be blessed with God's highest and God's best when we get a grip of three key things that we need to honor God. To honor God, we need to observe the Sabbath. Now, I know some of y'all are thinking, "Uh uh-oh, did she just say observe the Sabbath? Yes, I did. I did. We need to observe the Sabbath, to honor God. Now, does that mean, well, I got to work on Saturday. I have to work on Sunday. Nobody said you couldn't go to work, beloved. Don't put words in my mouth. I said honor God by observing the Sabbath. We need to observe the feasts. And we need to walk in forgiveness. And forgiveness includes repentance. These are three key things that we as believers need to do in order to receive the shalom, the blessings, and the peace that God has for us and maintain it in our lives. Now, the Sabbath What exactly do you mean when you say observing the Sabbath? What is that? I've heard about it with Jewish people, but as a Christian and a believer, how do I observe the Sabbath? What exactly are you talking about, Pastor Freed? I'm glad you asked. Okay? Well, traditionally, the Sabbath is on the seventh day of the week, Saturday. Okay? And it commemorates the original seventh day, which God rested after completing all creation. It begins at sundown on Friday, and it ends at sundown on Saturday. So that is technically the Sabbath, okay? The Bible tells us in Exodus chapter 20, verse 8, it says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. 
holy. This is what the Bible said. And I told y'all last, last week when I preached that what God says, what the Bible says is facts. Okay? It's not something that man made up. It is facts. So if God said it in his word, that means it's facts. It says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Amen. We have a few handouts uh, for the church on how to um, observe the Sabbath. You'll find it on the connection table out front. So you want to make sure you grab a hold of that because it has some good information on how to observe the Sabbath. Um, in this handout, we got some for some of our friends over at Awakening Alliance. So we want to thank God for them. Amen. But it is our duty as believers to honor God in the way that he has instructed us to do in his word. Amen. He has given us specific instruction. So the Sabbath, if you want to look at it this way, is a sacred time with God in fellowship and honor unto Yeshua, who is Jesus. It's a time of fellowship with your family and friends where you take communion and you have a meal together as a family and you honor God for everything that he is. And everything that he has done for us. Amen. It is not something that is confined to Jewish people only. We as believers or as Gentiles are required by the same God to honor the Sabbath. To honor him and keep the Sabbath holy. Amen. So one of the keys is by honoring God on the Sabbath. And we're going to be talking more about different ways that we can. Make sure you pick up a copy of your guide um, before you leave here today. But we're going to be going through different ways to honor the way that we're going to be honoring God in our families. We will have our first day on Friday, Friday evening. So we're going to be talking about that further. Amen. The second key that we need is to observe the feasts. Now, I mentioned that this is Passover. Passover actually started uh, yesterday, and it runs through the 4th. Anybody else know what the 4th is? This Resurrection Day. Amen. And the Passover is about commemorating how God delivered the Hebrews from slavery in Egypt. And the passing over of the forces of destruction to save the firstborn of the Israelites. And so that's when the Lord delivered the people. And he smote the land of Egypt with plagues. This was leading up to their exodus. And we know that was a physical bondage. But we also know that God has delivered us from a spiritual bondage of sin. So we want to honor what God has done, both for the Jew and the Gentile, in that he has delivered us from sin, the bondage of sin. And so we as believers ought to observe the Passover. We ought to commemorate what God has done. 
If you want to get something from God, we need to be in remembrance of what he's already done for us. Amen. Anybody need deliverance from something? Think about it. If God has delivered from physical and spiritual bondage, don't you know he can deliver you from financial bondage? He can deliver you from mental health issues. He can deliver you from relationship problems. He can deliver you from legal problems or whatever issue you are facing in your life. You got to look back at God's resume and see what he's already done in your life and in the life of his people all around the world. From the creation, God has always been good. He's already healed. He's already delivered. He's already provided for you. He's already made a way out of no way. There's no problem that you can face. There's no trial that you can go through and not be able to turn around and say, hey, I've seen God move somewhere. God's resume is full of blessings. Shalom. God's resume is full of it. But if you don't look at what he's already done, how can you say you've got faith to believe him to do something else? There have been experiences in scripture where people have gotten delivered of things that the people around them have never seen before. Anybody dealing with a problem? And nobody around you has ever dealt with before. Look back in the word. Where God healed. Situations in the crowd turn around and say, hey, I've never seen nothing like that before in my life. You've got to look at what God has already done. Amen. So while the Passover is also a time of rejoicing. And a time of your family coming together. We have to remember the importance of it. We've got to remember that every single thing that we do is not a ceremony for the sake of having a ceremony. It's honoring God for who he is and what he's done. Amen. Let's look at Exodus chapter 12 verse 14. 12, 14, it says, this day shall be for you a memorial day, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations as a statue forever. Ye shall keep it as a feast throughout your generations. The Bible says forever. The Bible says in Leviticus chapter 23, verses 1 through 2, it says, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, These are the appointed feasts of the Lord that you shall proclaim as holy convocations. They are my appointed feasts. This is the Lord speaking. And as we learned last week, when God speaks, it is facts. Amen. 
So therefore, it's not something that's left to our own interpretation. This is what the Lord has said for us to do. Amen. The Bible tells us in Leviticus 23, verses 23 through 26, it says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, ye shall observe a day of solemn rest, a memorial proclaimed with blasts of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall not do any ordinary work, and you shall present a food offering to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to Moses. Now here's one that as believers I know we have heard about before. And we often take communion out of this scripture. And it is found in Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. It says, and when the hour came... He reclined at table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. In other words, he's getting ready to be crucified. And he's at the table and what is known as the Lord's Supper or the uh, supper that he had with the disciples before the crucifixion. He says, for I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. In other words, there'll never be another lamb. Jesus is the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We have to honor him by doing this in remembrance of him. Amen. Jesus, Jesus is the Passover lamb. He is the lamb of God. See, Egypt was a type of bondage, a physical bondage. There is a physical and a spiritual bondage that Jesus has delivered us from. He delivered us from that. And we have to honor him. We have to honor him. Our third point today is forgiveness. Forgiveness. Forgiveness includes repentance. We have to walk in forgiveness. The scripture tells us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 14, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. 
For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Guess what, my brother, my sister? We all need forgiveness. We all have messed up at some point in life. If you believe you've never messed up, you've never done anything wrong, guess what? You're wrong. In fact, that moment where you swear you're right, you're most likely wrong. We all need forgiveness. And inside, we all want to be forgiven. We all must forgive someone at some point in life. You can't get through life without getting hurt. Just get it through your head. Life comes with trials and tribulations. You cannot get through life without being hurt at some point. You know, I've heard people say, well, I put a wall up over my heart. I don't want nobody in. I don't let people in. You're hurting yourself. You can't get through life without getting hurt. That's life. And guess what? You have hurt others. So we all need to repent and we all need to forgive. Many of us are holding unforgiveness in our hearts, but asking God for peace and blessings at the same time. That's crazy. That's spiritually crazy. You're asking God for peace and for blessings, but yet you can't forgive. You know, sometimes people hold on to the pettiest things in the world. There are people that you cross me once, you never get another chance. Imagine if Jesus did that to you. If Jesus said, well, cross me once, he wouldn't have gone to the cross for us if that was the case. For God so loved the world. Amen. So we have got to give the forgiveness that we want to somebody else. Right now in your heart, you need to get that person in your mind and say, you know what? I'm going to make up my mind. I'm going to forgive that person. Why? Because the Bible, facts, tells me in Matthew 6, 14, I've got to forgive people that sin against me so that my Heavenly Father can also forgive me. Remember, it's facts. It's written in the word. It's in the Bible. Therefore, it is facts. It is true. It cannot be a lie. So if it tells me in Matthew 6, 14, that I've got to forgive people that sinned against me. Catch this. It said sinned against me. The Bible didn't say they weren't wrong for what they did to you. See, there's a difference. See, there's things that people do to you that's wrong, and then there's things that you think are wrong, but it really wasn't wrong at all. But yet you think in your heart that it was wrong. Therefore, in your mind to you, it was wrong. The Bible concludes that too, beloved. It says, when they sin against you. So it's in your mind, they did you wrong. Doesn't matter if it's in reality or not, but it's in your mind. Therefore, they've sinned against you, to you. You've got to forgive them. I've heard people say forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you. Well, that's true. You know why? Because the Bible says so that your heavenly father 
also forgive you. It says, if you forgive, your heavenly father will also forgive you. If you forgive. So you're asking God for blessings, for peace, for the greatest gifts that he has for you. And you're wondering, looking around, why, well, what's going on here? I know God hear me. But you're walking with unforgiveness in your heart. Or you're the other end of the spectrum. You're the other side of the coin. You walk around with pride and arrogance and can't repent. Can't ask for forgiveness. Won't admit when you're wrong. Will go to the ends of the world to avoid admitting that you know in your heart you are wrong. And you so deceive yourself or try to deceive other people. Guess what? God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You sow in anger. You sow in strife. You sow in contention and quarrelsomeness. You sow in backbiting. You sow in slander. Guess what, my beloved? You're going to reap it. You may not get it at that moment from that individual, but somewhere down the line is coming back to your door. Why? God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. God knows how to avenge. That's why the Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Because God knows when, where, and how to avenge. So you never get away with anything. Ever. No one does. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Therefore, we all need grace. We all need forgiveness. We need to sow forgiveness, and we need to repent. Amen. In order to get that peace of mind, some of you are wandering around tormented in your mind. Because you can't stop thinking about what somebody else has done to you. It's like you're rehearsing it all over and over again in your mind. You need to forgive. You need to repent. For unforgiveness. Even if that's the only thing that you need to repent for. Some of you can't get peace in your homes. You aren't walking in your priesthood in your own home praying and laying hands on your own family, honoring Jesus, putting him first, remembering the sacred time set aside for him and your family to worship him. You're doing everything except putting God first in reality. You have a form of godliness, but you deny the existence thereof. Because you walk around in all the accolades and all the different things that you do, but you don't actually honor God in your homes and your secret places, behind closed doors. Anybody got a separate place in their house that they go to where they can just get alone with God? I was taught as a kid to go in my closet and pray. As a kid, God gave me that. As a kid. Some people have different places in their home. Some men may use their man cave or whatever you call it. And they have a separate place where they just get alone, just them and God. 
Now, that's separate, totally separate from the time that you spend with your family in prayer because you need both. It's totally separate. But you need to honor God. Put God first. Make God truly the head of your life and the things that you do. Remember the Sabbath. Remember the feasts. And walk in forgiveness. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord God, for your word. We just honor you today and we, play, we praise you and we bless your holy name. We thank you for giving us an opportunity to hear from you, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that your word has fallen on good ground and it will bear much fruit in our lives. And we just give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen always. I want to invite you.